Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Welcome back to the next episode of IT4 Whiskey. My name is Joe Yusia, and I'm accompanied today by two of my favorite people in the world, my co-hosts, Mayan Herrera and Craig Hickman. How are you boys doing today? Grumpy Craig? Grumpy Craig? Grumpy Craig. Grumpy Craig. Why is Craig grumpy today? Tell me. Tell everybody. Tell the world why you're grumpy. Uh, we had a whiskey tasting last night. Oh, poor me. Oh, poor boy. Yeah. <laughs> My heart's bleeding for you. Not, but yeah. So we opened up the bottle from Todd Gates. Nice. I haven't done it. I, I just can't do it. Oh, Todd. It was interesting because it was white lightning. Really? But it had a, it's kind of smelled like a tequila. Mm. But it tasted it tasted like a whiskey. So I'm, I'm not going to open mine, but I'm going to go to your house and, you know. I'm going to take that card as well. Invoke the one drink rule. He offered not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys aren't going to open up Todd's bottle? He told us not to. Why not? He said, hold it because it's going to be valuable someday. It doesn't surprise me that it smells like tequila. You know, Texan, Mexican influence. It's kind of from Texas whiskey, you know. Tex-Mex whiskey. Right. It's a Tex-Mex whiskey. That's what I was referring to. So not bad. Not bad at all. So what are we talking about today, boys? Myron, why don't you tell us the topic du jour? Uh, We're talking about customer relationships and how do we deal with contracts? It's a heavy topic. It's something that we all deal with and, you know, and it's a big piece of uh, maintaining our customer. So it's a big deal. Yeah, I agree. Agree. Thankfully, we... um, migrated to ConnectWise uh, just shy of two years now. So we're hitting, for all the newer customers, we're starting to hit their three-year renewal term. The older ones have hit it, and it's been a learning process, I will say that, but a good learning process. You guys have been on ConnectWise quite a while, Myron. Like, how do you guys handle it? So I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you, what do, you do on, on renewals, right? So for us, um, we automatically go out and send, for some of our older customers that didn't have an auto renew on their contracts, because we didn't have that before, we've added that in in the last couple of years. So when those contracts are, have been coming up, we're sending them a new 
renewal contract, but sometimes that spark a, let's have a meeting, let's talk a bit, talk it through. And it gets a little scary because you're, you're opening it up to them being able to say, well, we want to have, we want to look at other opportunities or whatever, just to see what's in the market. Even if they don't want to change, uh, it's a scary process. So in our case, we've never lost a customer because of renewals, but it is always a, a scary process. So how, how do you deal with that when you, when you go up for... So for about nine years now, our lawyers advise us to put a master services agreement together. And we did. And when it was all written and whatnot, every customer before that, we made them go back and agree to the MSA. Within the MSA, it says carte blanche. It says it in black and white. If there's no term in your quote, and your quote says you're subject to this, this agreement, the MSA, then by default, it's 36 months with auto renewal. So we've had that now for close to a decade where everything auto renews. Now that we have with ConnectWise in place, it alerts the account manager ahead of time. And being an ethical company, we'll go to them and say, hey, you know what, there's an auto renewal. We can actually get you better pricing if you want on the new term, or we can just leave everything status quo kind of thing. You'd be surprised. 75 to 80% of the customers, they're like, just let it be. I don't care. It is what it is. But whether or not they respond or don't respond or don't care, you know, some of them do. I'd say about 20% of the customers say to us, yeah, you know, let's look at this. This is great timing. You know, you're going to save me money. Let's do that. And that's our messaging. Let's save you money on the renewal. Whereas all the manufacturers and software companies always go back with a 3%, 5% increase on the renewals. We're going back to them with a decrease. How do you find the decrease? Because in our case, we don't find it. It depends on what it is. I'll give you an example. So let, let's use a, a, a 10 user law office. Here's the difference with maybe Infinite IT versus uh, traditional MSPs. We're not only an MSP, we're also a CLEC and, a, and an ISP. We treat renewals overall the same. So we'll look at different variables. When it comes to the CLEC business or the ISP business, we'll go back if there's an underlying carrier, because uh, we're also a WISP, but if there is an underlying carrier involved, we'll try to renegotiate and get at better rates. For example, in Ontario, a one gig circuit three or four years ago went for like 1500 to $2,000. Today, we can get them under 1000 bucks. So we'll go back and, and we'll, we'll negotiate that. And then we'll say, hey, to the customer, hey, by the way, take a look at this. We've got an opportunity to save you money. You were paying two grand before. I'm going to do it for 50 cents on the dollar on your renewal. Are you okay with that? But they have to approve it. So our government regulates it and we can't automatically change their pricing without their approval. Up or down, believe it or not. From that perspective, it works that way. From the MSP side of things, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, we've actually standardized. So this is the price for everyone. It'll always be the same for everyone. We have our standard commercial price. We have our standard not-for-profit price, and that's it. So I don't envision going forward that those rates would change up or down otherwise, because we're playing more of an insurance game with our customers. Some customers we lose, some we win. Overall, you know, we're, we're moving forward. So I can't see that changing. But previously. We would do things like, okay, let's go look at their utilization, what their cost is, this, that, and the other. And then next renewal, it goes up or down. And it was never a pleasant conversation if it went up. With our new model, we don't do that anymore. It's just overall, every customer pays the same thing. We don't have different prices for anyone. This is our cost yeah. and this is what it is. Craig, I'd like to hear your, your side of it. And how do you, how do you deal with it? Send them a box of donuts and say, thank you <laughs> <laughs> for each year that they've been a customer they get an extra donut. 
So the first box has one donut. One donut, two donut, three donut more. If you get to five donuts, you've been around for a while. <laughs> uh, renewals are tied to our master letter of election. They're all auto renewal except for licensing, warranties, and anything that is a one-off purchase that they wish to continue. Uh, pricing changes in our agreement. It states that we can change pricing at any time as long as we give you 30-day notice. So you don't after you get a one-time signature, and as long as it auto renews, you you live with that contract. It depends if I like it or not. If the contract becomes invaluable or or it's not, so it can't make it work anymore. Then we negotiate a new agreement. So the reason why I asked that is because I've spoken to some people in the in the industry and and some legal people, and they say that an auto renewal is only good for one or two renewals. After that, it just becomes too old. It really should be re-signed because then it, be, it starts losing legal strength. I would somewhat maybe agree with that, except they keep paying the bill. So therefore, every time they pay the bill, they are proving to the agreement. So therefore, it is legal binding, no matter how old the agreement is. And I have never lost any fight when it came to the agreement. No, I was going to say, I agree 100%, except you have to look. So if you're an MSP and you're a regional in your state or province base, speak to your lawyers because every state and province is different. That, what you just said, is 100% true in Ontario, for example. But if I go to my neighbors to the east in Quebec, that's not true. You're right. Both of you are right. I agree with both of you. Please don't take our legal advice. Talk to your local lawyer and get proper advice because your region may be different. But I, generally speaking, where I am and where we do the majority of our business, yes, I agree with you, uh, Craig. It, if they keep paying their bill and the renewal notice comes through and they keep paying it, then they're agreeing to it. And that automatically gives the, the weight. But when you hit nine years... A key thing that you're saying here, that renewal notice. So it is very important that that notice is going out and it's somewhat, you have some way to certify that they got it. That says, hey, your your contract's up for renewal. It's coming for auto renewal. So here's the nice thing. And this just happened to me this morning. So this is where I kind of pushed on this topic. We have a customer that's been with us for about, probably about 12 years now. And we've had their services for just as long. And, you know, auto renew, auto renew. We always talk to them, negotiate this, that, and the other. Predecessor, everything was great. The guy leaves. Now the new people in charge are like, well, I didn't know. And so what we did was we actually start a year before, because everything's on a three-year term that we do. We usually start about 12 months before the discussion. So we issued quotes. So the renewal date is actually coming up on the first of next month. And we actually started submitting quotes to them six months ago saying, hey, we've got a good deal for you. This is your new rate. I didn't know anything they said. We never saw, you never told us, blah, 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 blah. Wait a minute. I gave you a quote in the notes that says it and you viewed it 27 times and it came from your IP address. Thank you, ConnectWise. 27 times. How can you come back to me and tell me you didn't know when I know you have opened the quote 27 times? Well, they probably didn't think you had that technology. Right. So they're scrambling now because they're they're all frustrated that it's going to go on another three-year term. And I don't know why, but it's like you've dealt, you've had the service from us for over a decade and it's worked flawlessly, right? That's the kind of thing that is, it's the new guy is the issue, but that's the kind of thing that when you're doing renewals, the best advice I would give anyone, systemize it, put a process in place, automate it as much as you possibly can. I saw and in one of the forums, I forget which, where, if it was Reddit or something, somebody was ranting about 
multi-year contracts. You talked about you having three-year contracts as your standard, which is our standard as well from a from an MSP standpoint. And the rent was that contracts should not be more than one year. And this was an MSP that was saying that, right? And they hate when the vendors also lock us in for a year where they should lock us in for month to month and whatnot. I know this is not part of the topic, but the comments that were said made, made me think about, it, are we being unfair by doing a three-year contract? So I'm, I want to hear you guys' opinion. The purpose of an agreement is that you're you're going to an arrangement. <laughs> um, how I work is three years your best your best agreement. Two is not as good. One's probably your least best option. Month to month, it's horrible because I increase pricing each time you go in a shorter term. Makes budgeting a lot easier. And keep in mind, boys and girls, we all have other agreements with other vendors that we're all working with, and those all cost money. But other than to make money, why do you force the? I agree with you on that, hundred percent. The other thing is this, if I know as the MSP that my customer is committed to me for three years, then I have the ability to future spend. So I'll give you an example. If I know a customer is going to spend $1,000 a month, we'll call it, right? Over the course of three years, and that's $36,000. I also And then Joe gets a, goes and gets a Tesla. You can take that out, Kev, please. <laughs> <laughs> So I also know out of the 36,000, you know, I need to make, call it 10% over three years, 20%, whatever the number is. So my budget, depending on what your individual variables are, my budget is X and I can now invest the dollars to fix the customer's issue that also make my life easier and make their lives better upfront. I'll make that investment today. So I'll future spend up to 18 months on a contract without thinking about it and just do the right thing for the customer. If they're giving me a 12 month agreement, I'm not doing anything. Hard stop. Month to month, forget it. I, we, we will not take month to month. That tells me the customer looks at us as much of a commodity as a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Because today they're buying it at Dunkin' Donuts. Tomorrow they're buying it at Bucky's. The next day after that, they're going to Tim Hortons, then Starbucks. And they really have no loyalty whatsoever. Are you are you at Timmy's, Joe? I'm at Timmy's. Of course, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I think we stopped at Timmy's like 12 times when we were there with, with Myron. Yeah, easily 12 times. You know what? I drink. Look, 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 boys. What's on my desk? Merci. <laughs> merci. Uh, I don't know. Merci. <laughs> I, I'm a big coffee guy. I like my Tim Hortons and I like my Italian espresso. Speaking of drinks, what, what, are, what are you drinking? Good segue. So today, boys, I am drinking something very special, near and dear to my heart. I would have never bought this if it was not for the two of you, Myron and Craig. You ready? Woodford Reserve. So I was never a bourbon guy. And a friend of mine, this guy, Chris Yo, out of Saskatoon, Canada, were uh, at an event in Vegas years and years ago. And he was telling me how much he loves bourbons. We went to a bourbon bar. Nothing he served me. Chris, sorry if you're listening. I know you do. Love you, bro. But none of those bourbons I liked. And everyone to teach their own, right? You guys told me about this Distiller Select Woodford Reserve. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So that's what I'm drinking today. Brand new bottle just opened. 45.8%. Wow. That's awesome. The last episode, I drank the, the Double Oak, and I, I really like that. I'm almost, almost done with that bottle, actually. Yeah, there may be some noise in the background. I have my gardeners are actually cutting outside. So, um, you yeah. know, my gardeners. My people's. My gardener's cutting outside. My maid is cooking me lunch. And my butler. Well, my chef is downstairs making me an omelet right now. 
I told him no spinach, none <laughs> of the green stuff. But no salt either, right? No salt. And, and if you don't hear me, why? It's because I'm getting a massage at the same time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish, sometimes I wish our viewers could actually see the video side. We got to do that because we, we actually have Ivan, who is in the background. Everybody, our good friend Ivan is now helping us be uh, more organized. And he's sitting there laughing his butt off the whole time. And you don't hear him, but I see him and it's fantastic. And, Craig, and Craig's camera is turned off, so we don't know what, what the hell's going on over there. It's better that way. He's not the best looking guy. Ever. Sometimes it is. <laughs> don't worry. I have my pants on. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> what are you drinking, Myron? I'm not. Um, I actually hurt my back, and I'm on some massive drugs. So I'm not drinking. I'm on drugs. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, can you tell us what pills? Is it Vicodin? Is it? No, I'm not. So- uh, no, I, I, it's, be, it's best not to. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but you got that thing going around your waist there too. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a brace on my, on my, on my waist and, uh, and an ice pack on my back right now. Uh, I thought you were, tr- I thought you were trying on a tuxedo. Yeah. It looks like you're wearing, you almost look like a penguin that's buff. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't sexy before, <laughs> you got it going on now. What are you drinking, Craig? Well, I probably shouldn't be drinking anything, honestly, because of my, um, episode last night if i was going to choose looking around at my uh, very small room of whiskey oh gosh boys you know the woodford foolproof is actually very good if you've ever have it woodford foolproof it actually it's called batch proof it's 125 proof it all varies based on which one you can get you probably have it down where you are myron you just need to look for it it's about 150 bucks a bottle i i'll tell you that that double oak it's about a 60 bucks here i, I talked about it in the last episode uh, it's good it's good. Giovanni had some the other day as well, and he 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 vouched for it. So I mean, it's a good buy. Woodford Reserve is doing some cool stuff. We went by the Woodford Distillery, but it's still closed. All right, if Giovanni vouches for it. I'm in. So you were saying, Craig, you went to the Woodford. We drove by, but it's still closed due to COVID. That's okay. I didn't cry too much. Going back to the the topic, Joe doesn't have any any increases. Craig, do you have increases on your in your contract? I didn't say I don't have increases. I said we try to avoid them. Our data center business, though, market value. Let's so- let's focus. Yeah, focusing on the MSP piece. The MSP doesn't have a, 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 a increase on it. No, the, you're right. Okay, so yeah. Pardon so me. and then on Craig, you you do or you don't? It's rare that I increase it. It's, it's a case-by-case basis based on the client. If they're a problematic client or a call a PETA client, then the fees do go up. That's just to compensate for the fact that they may be higher maintenance than a normal client or they don't listen. Are you fire? That's how you fire customers? Uh, firing customers, you can do it through an increase because they'll eventually just go away. That's one way to squeeze them out. But it's rare that I fire somebody. If you upset Katrina, you're fired. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Katrina's awesome. Nobody should ever piss off Katrina. <laughs> so that's that's rule one. Remember that hurricane? We don't want that hurricane. Yeah, I had to have a call of a customer one time. It's like, you have to call me right now. And he was like, I don't have time. It's like, it's in your best interest. Trust me. <laughs> we have increases on the contracts, uh, but we don't enforce them. Uh, and that's the same thing. It's, you know, maybe... Every four or five years, if the customer's been with us for for that long, we'll 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 reevaluate uh, what their rates are and and potentially maybe go up a bit. But it's rare. In the sixteen years we've been in business, we've we've done it at best three times. 
that means is make sure that your rates are correct from the get-go. And then not only that, but it's a fight. Those increases are, are, are difficult to fight or, or to, to get them to agree on. So make sure you're not underselling yourself today because tomorrow it's going to be difficult to get those rates up. So, so what else are we doing to retain these customers apart from obviously making sure that their networks are operating correctly? We actually adopted a uh, formula recently within the last year and a half, and it's proving to pay itself in dividends. It's called the customer delight experience. Sounds like it comes with some sort of topping. No, but here's the thing. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> sounds like something off of a, off of a, you know, all you can eat menu. <laughs> like I'm, I'm at Denny's and I just get a grand slam and I'm like, I would like the customer delight, please. Well, here's the thing, right? So you think of that, like some people think of, well, I'm going to go to Burger King for a Whopper because of, you know, the delight that my taste buds get immediately afterwards, whole other discussion, right? But immediate delight and, and let's call it what it is. You know, a lot of younger generations want instant satisfaction, what we do on a regular basis, and I if we had Peter on a previous episode about a year and a half ago, my uh, my good friend Peter Andriana from Continuum Two, and he talked about this a little bit about you know what they do. And at the end of the day, Peter taught me this: if you give a customer recurring delight factor, they'll be a customer for life. So we'll do things like send them a box of candy, a box of we'll send them, we'll ship them a bunch of donuts, or like this month here, we're shipping all our managed service providers. Uh, managed service customers, mouse pads. I mean, a simple thing that isn't too expensive to do. You know, it's $3 a user, one-time fee. They have it on their desk forever. And it's a delight factor, right? So we do little things like that, that, you know, we'll invest a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars twice a year. So if I drop 10 grand a year, it's a lot, but maybe we have more customers than, than our listeners or less or whatever the case may be, but it's all relative, right? And so that delight factor actually gives a positive reinforcement. And the psychology behind it is every time they see something, they think of you. So we have some customers that tell us every time they see Godiva chocolate, they think of us. Because for a year, we sent them Godiva chocolate like every three, four months. That definitely works. Definitely works. A positive reinforcement. That's right. That's right. That's part of doing from that perspective? You know, Craig always talks about there's two types of people. They're the givers and they're takers. So as long as you give, you're going to receive. You know, obviously Joe's showing you that he's a giver. I think the three of us are definitely givers. That me, I think that's why we initially hit it off so strong and so well. Yeah, I agree. And it's also why to keep the circle, the circle is very small. Because when you're in a situation where you're a giver, and if you have too many friends, then you have too many takers. And, and your time is very valuable, and it becomes very draining when you're trying to help so many people. This right here is a way to give to many without the drain. I agree, but let's look at it this way, Craig. And, and you're right, 100%. But you give. I like how you agree with me, but then you, then you like defer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I agree with you. I love purple, but green is a lot better. <laughs> no, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm actually saying you're right. This is a way for us to give. However, you're giving this way or you give to your customers because it's a business decision. If if your customer, let me ask you this. If your customers never paid their bills in two years, would you be sending them chocolates? 
No, that's my point. That's all I was saying. It's got to be symbiotic, right? That's work too. I've had a customer that hasn't paid or wasn't answering my calls and I I sent them flowers and um, to the accounts payable person and just said, you know, I miss you. And (laughs) and I got, I got a, I got a call back and I got the money. So it worked. You're kidding me. Oh, it worked for sure. And it, it, it was it turned out to be some stupid thing, but at the end of the day, you know, some tactics like that work. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> that is, I'm, you know what? Before I throw them to collections, I'm going to do that. <laughs> send them flowers. I send them whiskey. I can, I can believe that. Dude, I have lifetime customers because they get bottles of whiskey. Yeah, but that's the giving you. That's my point. It's, it, it's symbiotic. It's, it's a win-win for sure. At the end of the day, you know, like I told this customer this morning, you do realize everything I'm doing is selfless. It's in your best interest. I'm trying to reduce your bills by 50%. Hello. <laughs> I, I can just stay quiet and keep milking this, you know? Right. And it's like, I, I don't need to do this, but I'm trying to help you. And I'm trying to give you a better experience, a better service. I'm trying to give you more reliability and reduce cost. Why are you having a hard time? And we were working with a with a customer of ours uh, that is up for renewal and are their internet uh, contracts. You know, they're, they're going through some tough times and it, it requires a big project because they got locations all over the country and stuff like that. It's like a five month, four month ROI to the project, to the cost of the project. And then they save like, like 40, 50% what they're paying today on their internet bills and they're keep dragging their feet on it. And I'm like, right. What do you do? I, you know, what else can I do? <laughs> I think the moral of the story today is this. Do right by your customers. Contract renewals are important. You got to be proactive in speaking to them because as an MSP, we're all about one thing, monthly recurring revenue, hard stop. That's what got us through the pandemic of 2020. That's what will get us through 2021, 2022, and and so forth. Do right by your customers, always. Be a Craig, give more than you take, and they will always be paying your bills. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Please don't take your shirt off, Joe. We're still recording. Kevin, did you get that? Yes, you did. (laughs) 